0: On this episode of the podcast, we celebrate Havinka finally getting over the hill. We take a look at the draft and names you should know, current and future. We also take a brief look at free agency, who are the players that are going to make an impact in this season nine. And lastly, we talk a little bit about the impending salary cap increase that we've all been waiting for. All this and more coming up next on the Imaginary Finnish Baseball Podcast. ¡Gracias! Can you believe what you saw last season? Havinka, finally getting it done. Rams finally getting his first title. It's the Commission coming at you live. Little season nine preview action here. Recapping season eight, talking a little bit about free agency. We're going to get into the draft a little bit. Some philosophical chat from the Commission about draft situation stuff. I don't even know where to start. I guess first things first, Havinka, getting it done, postseason, closing the deal, winning three games by one run in the ninth inning, the cardiac kids, huh? Like, I we've, we've seen a lot of wild things around here. You know, we go kind of fast, so you don't really get to truly appreciate the uh, the little things, but man, that's a special postseason, and what a special group of players, and to bring that team together, this is a team that was, you know, not good for a while and, and just, you know, Rams both been contender and then every season they kind of get close, but can't quite get over the hump in this season. Oh, this season, they knock off the, you know, the, 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 the dominant cupio just train uh steamroller that that team is, has become in a really short period of time, by the way. Um, you know, Kupio breaking the all-time record for wins, 113 wins this past season. Yansu uh, had the previous record at 105, two seasons, a couple seasons before. But just bonkers, you know, all-time win percentage record. Um, you know, better than that Pori team than in, in 32, uh, better than Yansu two years ago. And so, really cool to see what what Kupio Kupio have been able to pull off. But you know, when it really came down to it, came down to brass tacks. Avinka gets to the gets to the final and, and gets it done, and uh, and it's fun because as you talk about the draft and you know and shout out to Lapua again also for you know coming back and, and building that team back into a winner again, um, a team that that is uh, I'm sure you know is not done winning titles, um, looking forward to looking for their first title. Lapua is a team that's been good off and on for so long that I feel like they'd already won one, but turns out they haven't, and so you know next team up theory makes you think that that they're not far off from I mean, the team is a legit contender now. Your team was sort of, you know, it reminds me of Amikoli actually in terms of the team that's like, oh, there's talent there. You sure, surely they should be able to win. And they just couldn't quite get it together other than that, you know, sort of sneaky year they got in, in thirty four. And ever since then, um built that team into a real consistent winner. And so it's a matter of time before uh, you know, Driven Dampier and the boys are able to pull it off. I mean, I think with a guy like the anchor guy like that anchoring your rotation, you're you're going to always be in a in a as long as he keeps pitching like that, doesn't pull a um, you know, the, it, you've got to think that they've got you've got to you've got to be expecting Navio. That's what I was thinking. I was like, don't pull a Navio, and as long as he doesn't pull a Navio, you've got to think that um good things can happen there. Boy, I talk about a meltdown he had. Uh you know one of those massive free agent deals that just goes completely south. I don't know if it's just a one season blip or what, but uh, it's scary, it's real scary, and I'm saying that as the guy who signed him and as the guy who's talking in this podcast. But uh, you know, really fun, it's a like fun postseason. Cool to see Olu make the postseason, Yvascula back in the postseason again, Kuvula back in the postseason again, and so a fun changing of the guard that we've 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 kind of found ourselves in more recently. In the league, and and I mean, but you've got teams like Helsinki on the cusp, Mikkeli right there on the last day of the season, Pori can't stay out of it, Vimpeli is never going to be down for too long, and so I, I, I think we're just gonna, especially with this is going to be a weird year, and I don't mean just like I always say a weird year, but this season's going to be interesting because with the cap situation and you know that some of the top teams obviously are already cap tied anyway, Helsinki can't spend any money, Mikkeli can't spend any money, Kuvala can't spend any money. Veskil is about uh, two and a half million. Havinka has got some room. oh has got some room, nine million or so, eight and a half million or so. And then from there, everybody else can kind of do what they want a little bit. But there aren't that many players worth signing like that. Um, you know, Basiager, um um uh, Mika Conan, Semi Lutz, probably the best player in this, best pitching pitcher in this, this situation, three and a half stars. Um, you know, was great two years ago, you know, had a really, really good, impactful year when he got dealt. Not so great in Kuvala this past season, necessarily, although, you know, I don't know if they make the postseason without him. So, you know, maybe you, maybe, maybe he's a guy that can help help a team that's, you know, on the cusp. Um, Desada came in, thirty only 30 years old. You'd think he's older, but he's only 30. Um, you got to think he's got a little bit left in the tank, right? Max Lisslisian, only 30 years old. You'd think he was older. Shout out to the old Filipino draft. Uh, guys, um, another guy that probably back in the rotation. These guys could help you out. It would be really affordable too. It's a lot of uh, these Filipino draft guys that are kind of floating around the um, the free agency pool, but they're all back in the rotation. Probably guys that are back in the rotation that you'd put in, into your you know your uh, 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 pitching staff Um into so your your bullpen. Um, as far as hitters are concerned, Isaac Fishnall are probably the best hitter in this draft. Um, did not resign with Mickley. They needed the money to keep him, and so I'm sure somebody will be happy to take you know his bat, his three WAR, and hope that he can maintain that pace uh, moving forward. Um, Evan Mutnin, uh came from Lapua. He's got a lot of potential. He's only 23, and so he's a guy that you know if you know I don't know if he's got more life in that bat, but the issue I think here with him is that um, you know what's he asking for money wise, and I'm I'm not so sure. So. A few other names you may know joe Massio, um guys like that but as far as a guy that's gonna win you a type there's not anything and there's nothing in this draft that's like that i mean nothing in this free agency pool that's like that so just some fun guys that you know will be interesting to see who signs and where they go and wh- whether they can help teams again help some of these, some of these teams kind of get over the hump from where they're at or, or move a little forward or who knows what i want to talk a little bit about is is, is draft stuff because um Another fun draft this season. You know, I don't know if nothing's like 1935, but still a fun year. You know, some new players, some guys. We the first time I've ever seen us trade the number one overall pick in our draft. Never happened before. Um, you know, for the 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 only true proven player in the draft, and so Cupio goes up and gets an ace, but they get him in the draft, and so um, and so that's pretty cool given the guys they already have on that team. Um, you have to like the acquisition. I mean, did they give up a lot for Britt? Oh, they gave up a lot. But if he's who he says he is, if he's who he's supposed to be, they got an ace, a 23-year-old ace, who's four years cost-controlled. Yeah, yeah, that's worth giving some stuff up for. And so it doesn't have much stamina, but you don't need him to have stamina when he's got pitches like that. So um, heck of a heck of a deal going out in a southpaw, going out and getting a guy like that. Bold move, but you know, again, when you're trying to you're trying to maximize your window, he's got some good prospects too. It's the funny thing about that team is, well, not really. Actually, Kopio doesn't wrong team. Kopio does not have prospects, and actually, a similar situation with Ickle. So these expansion teams just don't have much of a farm system, and so when you find yourself in that situation, Kopio is fantastic because they went out and just drafted like gangbusters, and they have cap space. But you go out and you do that, and when you when you can when you can draft like they did, it gives you flexibility, and like you said, you have cap space. It gives you flexibility to go out and make some make some really bold moves like this because you don't need ten draft picks in a deep draft because you're not waiting for these guys to improve. You're waiting to win. You're winning to win two out of three titles. You want to win another couple of titles, um, in this while you can. That's what you're trying to do, and so uh, again, like Gabe Britt, heck of a heck of a, a, a pitcher. I'd be really interested to see how he how he pans out this season. Obviously sort of a pencil in for rookie of the year if if he if he pans out like he's supposed to, because they sure gave up a lot for him. Um Sineoki, um has been doing some really cool behind the scenes stuff the last couple of seasons. Um trying to rebuild that farm system, you know, not spending a ton of money. Um a lot of a lot of decent prospects. I would not the to top the best farm system in the league, but top half of the league, farm system wise. And and so A lot of fun guys in double-A and single-A that are not far off from being contributors on that team. But also, they're a dark horse playoff team if they can structure this thing right. I don't know if if he's done or what the story is over there, but you know there's some names you should watch. But getting back to the draft a little bit. So the deal here is that we're trying to do with this thing is is really keep things not, not random, but interesting and variable. Um, and I think somebody said it best where he goes, well, you know, the idea is, you, you know, you don't you know, we want to make it where some years it's worth moving the picks because you're trying to do a thing. You're in a window. You're trying to maximize it. So forth and so on. Um, whereas in other situations, maybe, you know, you know, LeBron shows up. And so in some ways, this is like. I'd say the reason we put foreign players in the draft really is just to dif- differentiate from our guy- our feeders. Um, but as far as who, how many of them enter the, enter the draft moving forward, it's all randomized. I don't even know who's coming or when. Um, I don't create the players, obviously. The game does that. I just know the number of players who are at, so the number of available. Basically, the idea is uh, creating uh, maximum available talent. So the, most, most drafts have, I don't know, three-ish, four, maybe four, three, three-ish rounds of maximum available talent. Um 35 draft had like 11 or 12 rounds or something disgusting rounds of available talent. Um, this draft I think had seven or so. Um, so it's variable, but it won't always be like that, obviously. And and like I guess said because guys don't pan out, it's interesting. But going back to what we talked about here, our picture of the year this year it was a 19th round draft pick. I want to say that again. Our pitcher of the year, the guy who went 21-6 and six for the defending champions with a nine-war, struck out 334 batters this season, was a 19th-round pick. This is just like, I love this stuff, but I couldn't have written this up. There's just no world. I've never seen the game do this. So, like, I knew it did it a little bit with guys, like in MLB leagues and so forth, but I've never seen this in a, fan, in a fictional league where you have, like, 19th-round picks contributing. But I dig that stuff. The game does not... One of my biggest beasts about this game forever has been sort of its inability to create Mike Piazza. Like like you just – some people say, oh, I'm sure there's one guy in your league who was a 30th round pick who emerged, blah, blah, blah. But OCB is not good at creating undrafted free agent guys who become really good. It's just the game is the game is generally not great at that, partially because one-star players in this game don't – like, it, the, the start of modeling is a little screwed up because the idea sort of presupposes, like we know in real life, Brady Anderson was, in OTP, Brady Anderson was a five-star player for a while. But in this game, that would, it wouldn't fluctuate. He would just be a five-star player forever, and then he would stop being good. Um, it, I think it should be modeled a little bit differently, a bit more dynamically, sort of like real life, where guys have flash in the pan years. They have really good seasons. Um, It's not about potential. It's about what guys actually do and produce, you know, producing in the right environment, being on the right team, being in the right situation, right management, blah, 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 Obviously, playing in a fast simile, we don't have as many of those variables. And so I think that sort of the overarching idea was to create some of this by having deeper drafts and making things more interesting, right? Um, like you want people, Like it's fun when people are engaged with picks and, you know, you're trading ninth, fifth rounders and seventh rounders because you think it might be something, some season perhaps. Um, so that's sort of the overarching idea, but in terms of deciding what years or what, that's all randomized. Um, and it's fun. It's just fun to see stuff like that. Adam Karjelainen, uh, throws a third rounder. He led the league in hitting last year. Um, you know, Miko Hibunaka was a first rounder. Um, you know, so the Kupio team obviously we talked about this already before that Kupio team is full of guys that were just who's just really good drafting. And I mean, some of this stuff's luck, but you still have to wonder, you know, what's going into it and trying different strategies out. You know, Viggo Holmberg, four war guy, seventh round pick, you know, um, and so how cool is it to be able to do that? And what if other teams attempt to some similar kind of thing, you know, has a Sinayoki, like I said, going out and and moving it, getting, you know, 13 draft picks over a couple of years to try to uh, maybe replicate something like that. Um, And you don't see it immediately. Maybe it doesn't happen overnight. But over time, some of these guys become, you know, the guys that, you know, there's a 17th rounder right now who's 15th, 15th, 15th best pick in our league was the 17th rounder in that 35 draft. Um, And he came in, it was within a year he was good. So you, they drafted him as a two-stuff, uh, two-four-one guy. He was like a nine-seven-six uh potential. But within a year, he realized that potential. And so he goes from being like one of the top 100 pick to being top 15. That's wild. That means that, that draft was deep. But it's just, again, I, I just think it's an interesting thing. So we'll see what happens. Um, the rest of that draft is full of a lot of potential guys. Um, I don't know if there's any standouts besides that, besides that number one pick. But... Who is certainly anyone who I think will make the majors this season besides him. Um, but um, you trade half your your team for a guy like that. Obviously, is going to be a starter. I would hope. But um, but yeah, free agency. I do not know will change much of this. Maybe there'll be more trades. We've had we've had an uptick in trades lately, which has been fun to see as well. And and I think that you may see more of that. Um, you know, Drexler going to uh, Sinekki. Um, you've got, um, you know, Jerry Vainen and going to, uh, going to Lapua, um, to get a little bit more depth going. Um, and so and maybe more teams make the calculation that they want to make, make a move and do some things, you know, does a Yansu decide to, you know, just to, to squeeze out the last year of, a uh, Oka and, um, I don't know if anyone's going to trade for a first baseman, but you know, Hey, crazier things have happened. Um, you know, but but will teams start to make these calculations because, you know, it's worth it to be in the draft or it's worth it to do other things? I'm not so sure. But I will say that the last thing I'll talk about here is the uh, the upcoming increase to the cap. So I will already sort of state that um, the stands right now, salaries are not going to increase that dramatically. Um, in fact, they've already have already modified them slightly. Um was within within a million dollars of each each uh payroll thing. I think the the uh the the um minimum salary will go up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars starting this season, but from there, and it was like it was like nine. was it was already artificially too low anyways, like ninety grand or something. So it was always too low for too long. But I kind of rock with that. But that's gonna go up, and so from there, um, the superstar salary, sort of baseline salary, actually isn't that uh that high. It's not not what we had a couple you know, early earlier in the league where we had to smooth those benchmarks out because it was causing some issues. Um so with that being the case, I feel the part of that is because I just think that people are going to naturally outbid each other and so you don't need the benchmarks to be high because I think human you all will do a good job of keeping players fed, <laughs> keeping their families fed well. Wow. Um, so we'll just monitor that over time, but that's that's my suspicion. So don't expect that. But, you know, what happens in a world where people have, you know, tons of money to play around with? Who You know, are you going to make big moves? Are you going to—obviously, I don't know that we've had a team yet that has made deaf signings in order to win a title. It's been a lot of, like, a guy here or there. And then—or, like, you know, the Copio situation where you just draft real well um, and bring a few guys in. I think is mostly a team full of guys that he drafted for the most part and moved around. Um, not since the early years, what teams are just kind of inherited guys. Have we had much of this? So, um, who will be the first team to sort of use free agency as a vehicle. I mean, certainly if Nick ever won a title, that be the case, but that seems unlikely. But like, there aren't many teams that have, that have been able to do that yet in this league. That's the one thing we haven't seen. We've seen de- developed from within Helsinki and teams like that, that have built from within obviously really good drafting, but we have never seen the, the, the free agency route, but this may be a vehicle for that. Though, as you've learned, if you sign three or four guys and give them too much money, it's not going to necessarily work as well as it should. Um, Actually, what I wanted to look at was who are the upcoming free agents next season. And uh, just out of curiosity, and we got Rick Kiyakoski. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a fun class. Juna Anwar from Pori. Rick Kiyakoski. Um, Antti Martinin. Os um who has not really heard much from him in the last couple of seasons, but he's still really good. Um. Asku, um carlson no pitchers really grant mcdonald eh. but um but a lot of good hitters if we don't get locked down although now you have money to lock them down are going to be coming up this next season so there'll be still be some guys who will demand some cash and so that'll be that'll be fun to to see how many of those guys how much money we throw at them and, and so forth so that's it um i'm sure there'll be another one of these episodes uh after maybe maybe after free agency or probably early in the next season, we'll see kind of how it goes. But uh, until next time, uh, good luck for agency wise, and stick mesh. Signing off.